This week we're talking about June 19th through the 25th. The sun is going to be in Cancer. There's going to be a lot happening this week astrologically between the sun beginning its transit through Cancer, Venus entering its retrograde shadow in Leo, and the height of a two-week alignment between Jupiter and Saturn. Mercury in Gemini and Mars in Leo are also making their share of noise this week. Put it all together and you're going to be pushed to reflect on your values, your inner world, the nature of your heart, and where this all stems from in the origin of your story. Ask questions of yourself and those around you in order to receive greater insight into who you are, why you're here, and what you want to manifest for your life. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. So, what is going on right now, dude? Should we, before yeah, you, we even, you've been going through a lot. And also, like, everyone I, I know, like, my mom broke her arm, which, by the way, I didn't know that was such a big deal. It was an absolute fucking nightmare. The hospital, the ER, the after surgery, the pills, the, the waiting. The, it well, was just like, it was more than just, like, a broken arm, though, because she had broken her arm. And then she got like a diagnosis and they mm -hmm. said, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I remember you telling me. Like they said that she needed to make an appointment for surgery. And then when she went back in, it was like really hurting. And the, the people were like, what the hell? Like, why? <laughs> this is like an emergency. Like this, this is not like you wait for the surgery for this. <laughs> It was like, oh, here's your cast. Now go see if you need surgery. And then it takes a week to get into a surgeon. And they're like, why the fuck did you wait a week? You need to go to the ER like, and tell them you need surgery right now. So that was just the ER is a nightmare. I don't know. It was just like a whirlwind of of caretaking and also just being so shocked by like the medical industry. And then my dad isn't feeling good. Yeah. How's your dad feeling? What's the prognosis there? Well, he needs to go to a regular doctor and get all his stuff checked. But I think he just has like a cold or something. He was like short of breath. And then I started getting freaked out that he was having a heart attack. And everyone started getting really worried because then he doesn't want to go. Because, mm -hmm. you know, then he'll know he's having a heart attack. I don't know. Mm. But I think it's just a cold and stuff. But he needs to go get regular checkups for everything because he hasn't gone in 40 years. Chris's parents or Chris's dad ended up in the hospital for having yeah. some sort of heart thing. How's you he? had, uh, for the moment, they're still doing a bunch of tests. It seems like he's okay. And, and then, what happened with your car? Did you find out who uh, hit no, the car? The research has fallen flat. We found some ring footage. There's no license plate. But I, you know, I just called. I was trying to basically commit insurance fraud because I was so panicked. I was just like, oh my gosh, maybe I just wait three months and I lower my deductible because everything's so expensive and just I was just like it's just too stressful so I just called it into my insurance like a normal person mm -hmm. and uh, I'm supposed to go get a quote in the morning mm. somebody came uh, Mike's brother came and like uh 
fix the door so I can open my door now and it doesn't make a horrible noise. So now there's just a scratch, which okay. I feel like there couldn't have been any more weird, crazy things happening. And then you said your uncle fell. Yeah. And his story is just absurd. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle's 83. He's a cattle rancher and he's still doing things that like, he still thinks he's 33. And so like he, I don't know, he was moving, around some boards or something on a cattle ramp uh, on a like a cattle grade and uh fell off and like broke his ribs and punctured his lung and broke his clavicle too and so yeah he's out of the ICU and he's in um like recovery and and getting like doing the physical therapy and stuff but yeah and he had to crawl he didn't have his phone with him and so he crawled, it took him two hours to crawl to his phone in like excruciating pain to, to call for help because he's in the middle of nowhere, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I <laughs> he's a tough dude. <laughs> they finally got him to stop riding a horse. Like, uh, when he turned 80, um, they said, you can't ride a horse anymore. Uh, but Who yeah, told he them? Oh, everyone was just like, no, yeah, it's too, to it's too dangerous. <laughs> like, what if you get thrown off the horse or whatever? And like, he's been thrown off the horse before, but when you get thrown off a horse when you're 80, it's Not different good. than if you're, yeah. So, I mean, it never feels I mean, my good, mom, but my mom's like 60 and she just literally fell shaving her legs and broke her whole fucking arm from her God, wrist. So nuts. dislocated the broken, the bottom and broken the top. I'm like, how is that possible? I guess things are just, yeah, as we, I age, think it always is more. It, yeah. Difficult. Totally. Totally. And, and, uh, you know, astrologically speaking, it just, you, you know, we have to look at everyone's chart, you know, we mm-hmm. look, we could look at your mom's chart and see like, you know, exactly when the accident happened and look what was happening in her chart at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my uncle, I don't know his birth time. I've asked him and my aunt for it so many times, but they, they look at me like you. I'm like I'm strange, I'm yeah. a weird person. So. I have my mom's. Maybe we can take a look. I feel like it was all, you yeah. know, the event occurred in her chart, but then, you know, spills over to whatever's happening with my dad and then my sister and then me and so like it's our happening connection. With you too. It's like looking at your chart and seeing you know, what is going on with you? That is, and I think part of it is, you know, you're a Virgo, it's Gemini season, you, you know, or, or it has been, well, yeah, it is Gemini season. Um, well, at the this podcast that we're talking about, the sun is now in cancer, but it's, or it's moving into cancer actually this week that we're talking. So yeah, it's Gemini season, it's moving into cancer, but you know, Gemini is mutable air your mutable earth and so that creates that friction so like what what day did your mom crash that was i think it yeah. was tuesday not this week but the week before yeah yeah i don't know um yeah it was it was hmm. tuesday it was tuesday early in the morning at midnight when my mom fell and then uh, like three in the morning when my car got hit. It was like at the same th- little time period. Tuesday, Tuesday. That was back on not, not yesterday, but so it was back uh over a week Two ago. Week- yeah, 
No. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. What was it, June 6th? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll have to look at it. Yeah, it, was, another it had to have been June's. I don't know. I have to look into that. Yeah. I feel like I'm just coming back to Earth. Like, health is definitely a big thing that seems to be on everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. We're coming out of Gemini season and moving into Cancer. Yeah. Can- is Cancer, for some reason, I'm like, Cancer is the home, but this, I mean, I guess maybe that would be, you know, bringing everybody together, like in my family. Like, yeah, that kind of feels relevant. We are all mm-hmm. like working as a team, com- you know, communicating more than we normally do, spending a lot more time than we normally spend together. I spent like 24 hours a day sleeping beside my mom for like five days. Yeah. Which was really nice, actually. It was really nice to be able to do that. Mm. Um, and spending a lot of time with my sister and like working together with her as a team. Mm. And yeah, it did feel like a some sort of like, the home life coming together and kind of healing old wounds and, you know, bringing up old wounds and trying to deal with them in a more calm way. Like, Oh man, my dad just never seems to do the right thing. He's not really a great caretaker. It's like, okay, what you can do dad is go pick up her prescription. I'm going to drive mom home. You're going to pick up the prescription. We get home. They were, they had prescribed, you know, some serious painkillers and then Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, he was like, oh, well, it was $10 for the Tylenol. And the pharmacist was like, well, why would you buy it here when you can buy more of them over there for the same price? It's the same thing. He leaves over with no, where? over like in CVS, like you don't have to buy them from the pharmacy. You could just get them at the, in the aisles. Okay. He comes home with no Tylenol. What? Because he thought he had Tylenol, which I guess, whatever, fine. Oh. Uh, but I was like, yeah. Dad, why didn't you just buy the fucking ten dollar Tylenol? Mm-hmm. Like this is the last that I haven't slept in four days, and you now I have to go to pick up Tylenol because you did not mm-hmm. get. You know, just being so like learning how to just, he's just always not doing the right thing, or he's just not in the right mind space. We come home, he puts on like the TV. I'm like, nobody wants to see the TV right now. <laughs> we are literally in a crisis no one has slept we're all so fried and like why is the tv on why are you making a pizza why is there no tylenol like you know instead of being like are you fucking kidding me are do you have any awareness of the situation being like dad why why didn't you get the tylenol oh well i thought i had some and i'm just like okay be compassionate he thought he bought some at Costco, but he probably bought ibuprofen because that's what he always buys. And he was just like, oh, Tylenol, ibuprofen, but they're not the same. Mm. And just, you know, he doesn't know how to soothe himself. So he puts the TV on, which is not what anyone else needs. Like he's not doing it to anybody. He's just mm-hmm. trying to comfort himself. Mm. So in the moment of not having any rest and being very agitated and stressed out, like, knowing that he's also very stressed out and he just deals with things in a a very different way than I would. And I think that for the most part, we didn't, no one had any big blowouts. I feel like me and my sister were both very able to be compassionate that my dad is just so stressed out and he doesn't know how to communicate about it. He's very, he's really worried about my mom. He doesn't know how to help besides buying an ice cream. And it's just like, she's not five. The ice cream is not helpful right now. <laughs> You know, that's his way of saying like, oh, I care, but like the Tylenol would help and not no TV would help, but he doesn't like intuitively know that. So just like, 
are we going to have a family family fight about the TV being on? That just doesn't also seem helpful. So I don't know. I think that compassion also cancer ish, right? I mean, I guess that's more Pisces. Cancers, cancers, nurturing and kindness and caring. And, you know, so it's similar to Pisces they are both water signs. So they have, complementary frequencies compassion mm-hmm. pisces nurturing cancer you know but like you're a you're a cancer moon mm-hmm. and you're a fourth house sun which is associated with the fourth sign which is cancer so you have these natural nurturing sort of qualities uh but you know i think part of what you might be experiencing right now <clears throat> is that you know, Saturn is opposing your sun. So Saturn is in the 10th house, your 10th house, the house of achievement and authority. Saturn, the planetary ruler of the 10th house, the planet of responsibility, hard work, opposing your sun. So it's like you're going through this experience because you're going through a restructuring of your home dynamic where you are the authority. It's not your dad. Mm-hmm. It's not your mom. Yeah. You're the one that's in charge. And it's oh. hard for you to be in that position because they're your parents. And it can be exhausting. I, I also wonder what's happening in my sister's chart because she kind of fills those same roles. Hmm. And I think she's. I've kind of always known that and I don't get so agitated, but my sister has in the past been so irritated by having to care for them. And I feel like she's also had kind of a little sister complex where she's like, you're not listening to me because I'm the little one. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, no, it really was because you made poor choices in the past, honestly, and you were still maturing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in this case, she really stepped up and I feel like she's 32 now. She's thirty. Um, she's born in ninety one. She's thirty one. No, she was born in ninety one. Yeah, so she'll be thirty two the end of this year. Oh, okay. December. Well, I can't do math apparently. <laughs> um, but I feel like she's kind of you know maturing, and this was like a big test to her patience. And even though my mom was like prefers me to do the caregiving because I'm a little more patient, uh-huh. my sister was like really on it and like also pushing my mom's boundaries to be like mom you need to learn how to do it yourself because it's important that you do it yourself like i could do it for you just to help you but that's not really the point like you have to be like progressing you know just kind of pushing her a little bit where i would probably baby her and i was like oh yeah you're right angela like we do need to make sure she's being pushed and push my dad just a little bit so they're like learning and growing instead of like Mm -hmm. babying them because my have a tendency to baby them Mm mm-hmm and so it was just really an interesting experience with her to be like and i think she also felt very valued in that my dad was like oh angela you go into the office because you've been dealing with everything like you know all the the lingo and everything she's been through so like trusting that my sister is handling it i think that made her feel really good to be kind of leading the ship saturn is transiting through her first house so she's going through this period where The first house is the house of personality. So she's going through a restructuring of her personality. I can see it. Presenting herself as the authority. Saturn is also squaring her midheaven, which is the 10th house, which is, again, that Saturn energy. 
and it's squaring her Mercury. So she's going through a restructuring of her communication. Yes, the way that she communicate communicating as an authority. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a, such a different place tone. Of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like a fight between her and my parents, it's always felt like I'm coming in trying to make peace, being like, "You need to calm down. You guys need to grow up." To my parents. Mm-hmm. Angela, you need to calm down. It's just like always like a push and pull, but I feel like she's kind of like stepping into being more of an authority. So it doesn't feel like a fight. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm doing this to help you. So I need you to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only want the best for you. That's why I'm saying this. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it to be a dickhead little kid. Like, mm-hmm. like she's maturing in a way that is apparent in her communication, which is really cool to witness. Mm. Awesome. Yes. So that's how Saturn is working in both of your charts. I mean, your mom, let me look at your mom's chart here. Um, where is Saturn is is conjunct your mom's Chiron. So bringing that wound into reality. It's also squaring her midheaven and it's trying her son. So going through a restructuring of her identity, her personality, mm. her wounds, her sense of authority. I mean, she, I mean, it's just one of her, it's her left hand and she's right handed, but she, like, I feel like her identity is very much in terms of like the home and nurturing and cooking specifically. And she like, can't really do anything with just one hand. You can't chop something with one hand. So it's definitely like a, there is going to be some changes for the next few months. The day that your mom broke her arm, uh, Mars was squaring her son. Mm-hmm. So the god of war squaring her identity. Um, the moon was squaring Mercury. Jupiter squaring Saturn. So the planet of expansion squaring the planet of restriction. So when that happens, it can feel like you're debilitated. Like the balloon is not getting off the ground. It's a lead balloon. Jupiter's also squaring her north node. So she's being pushed in that direction by this incident. Um, The sun was opposing her Mercury. Mars conjunct her Mars. She was in the midst of her Martian return. She was Mm -hmm. born with Mars squaring the sun. Oh, fuck. Um, well, that's but, probably because her family life was just horrible. They're like, hey, welcome to the world. This shit sucks. <laughs> exactly. She's had to be combative in life. But, you know, her North Node's in the sixth house. So she really needs to pay attention and to be grounded in reality. She needs to pay oh attention goodness. to where she is at all times. Okay. That's, I mean, number one, obviously the fall, that makes sense. But also... She has like anti-anxiety medicine. She takes Xanax. During this whole time, she was like overdoing the pills, un- mm. not knowing that that's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't take those. You can't go to the doctor. It's not for sleeping and it's not for pain. It's for emergencies as needed. Should not be every day. And it's not because you're going to the doctor. Even if you're nervous and even if it's painful, you need to be aware because I can't be there saying oh she doesn't feel good but then you get there and you're like everything's fine no she's Mm -hmm. not fine like you have to be 
able to deal with the discomfort. And that's important to be able to show up to the doctor's office and be present and aware of your pain level and the discomfort to be able to communicate it properly. And that was like a big conversation. Mm, and she was yes. like, okay, I guess you're right. And so we took her, like, she doesn't have any of the major pain pills anymore. And that was, it was just a short while, but like, you know, you can get really addicted to those. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed totally. to be fixing all these things. Totally. And it made her really loopy. And I'm just like, no, this is a... that's, you don't want to be, she's a sixth house. Can't be in that loopy. She needs mm-hmm. to be focused. She needs to be paying attention to like everything that's going on in the details, not often some dreamy fantasy world. I know, which is obviously easier. I'm like, but that's not healthy to live there. You're not dealing with well, reality. That's why that's crazy you that get... you brought that up. One way you could look at it is that's why she broke her arm. It's like you have to wake up and mm-hmm. get to reality here. Like, pay attention. I mean, I think it was a big wake-up call for both my parents just yeah. for taking care of their general health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she could probably lose a little bit of weight. Maybe mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have been so bad. I think she was like, oh, I need to, like, go on a diet. Like, I need to Diet's be exercising more. a big more. thing for the sixth house. Mm-hmm. If you're a sixth house north node or a north node in Virgo, you have to pay attention to everything that you're putting into your body and how it's affecting your mind and everything that you're putting into your mind and how it's affecting your body. She seems very open to it right now as well, which is, she mentioned, she's like, okay, I really need to make sure I'm like losing some weight and like being more aware of my diet, which I think is, yeah, it's just naturally occurring in her chart and it's, you know, happened through, you know, this fall maybe Mm -hmm. has initiated it, but I think it's ultimately hopefully a good thing. Yes, exactly. Because she's getting the wake up call that she needs to get on track. Luckily, it's just a broken arm, as terrible as that is. Yeah, it could definitely be worse. Exactly. I know we have a couple announcements. You have some classes coming up. Yep, yep. This week. One of them is... This Saturday. Saturday. And there's... Okay, one of them I'm really... Well, okay, one is the North Node class. So we kind of bring up North Node on here all the time. Your soul's purpose. That's like kind of my most favorite alignment to learn about people over Mm -hmm. even over your sun moon you're rising i kind of prefer to know like the north node because that's like where we're going it's something to get excited about and anyways there's gonna be a class on that when is when is that coming up well i haven't set the class date for that because i'm just gathering names if you're interested okay in learning about your north node and taking a north node class with me then email me the north node class in the subject line and send me the date time and place of your birth if you haven't already done a reading with me but if you've done a reading with me then i have your information but if you haven't done a reading with me send me the date time and place of your birth because the way that i'm constructing the classes is i want to construct the classes in a manner that they'll be focused on specific placements of the North node, as opposed to teaching just like a general class where I'm talking about every single North node placement, it can get a little confusing. So I want it to be more focused. So it'll be everyone who has like a first house in, I don't know how to say it. Right. (laughs) So I would say, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're what it would be is, is like, People that are North Node in Aries or North Node in Libra with North 
or North Node in the first house or North Node in the seventh house. I want there to be some sort of coherence there so that when I'm talking about one placement, the majority of the class is getting information out of that. So I'm I'm working. So we need birth times. And then we're going to construct like some different little pods where you can collect the groupings of people that can go together. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. Like that. Yeah. So, and, and it is such an important piece. Like when I think of your mom, not only was, so what was happening here? What did I say? Jupiter was squaring her North node and Jupiter was squaring her North node. Yeah. Venus was conjunct her North node. Neptune was trying her North node. Uh, and then, yeah, so there are three planets aligning with her North node on the day that she, that she broke her arm and especially the Jupiter squaring the North node that to me tells, tells me that like, she's getting like a big sort of uncomfortable expanded wake up call to follow her soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're somebody who's already following your soul's purpose, then you're being moved forward and elevated and uh, progressing in some way. It's like the planets and stars are saying, oh, this person is doing, they're following their soul's purpose. Let's reward them. If you're not following your soul's purpose, then you're going to break your fucking arm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, then yeah, it's something like that could happen. Like if you're, if you're someone who's a North node in Virgo or the sixth house and you're spending a lot of time in the fantasy or you're taking too many drugs and you're loopy, you're not grounded in reality. And so you get those difficult wake up calls. So, so everyone send in, yeah, email scott at theweeklytransit.com. If you're interested in learning more about your North Node, he's going to put together some customized classes, which is always, you get extra one-on-one time with him, which is really nice. It's like a mini reading in every class, yes. which I think that you get so much out of. And then you also have a basics of astrology class. Yes. So is... that's coming out this Saturday, uh, this Saturday, June 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 1 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to teach a class called The Basics of Astrology, which is the same title of the book, The Basics of Astrology. And you sign up for the class, you get a free download of the book, but I'm basically going to be going over the basics, the elements, the symbols, the signs, the planetary symbols, the houses and the aspects This is going to give the foundation of the fundamentals of the language of astrology so that you can begin to speak this language, read this language, and apply the language to your own astrological code so that you can support yourself in following the frequencies and the energies of the planets and stars as it pertains to you. I mean, I think this class is going to be really special and it's also a really good deal. I mean, number one, this is how I learned the basics of astrology is through helping you create this book. So if you listen to the podcast, you know, I'm, I would say I'm like a intermediate astrology yeah, for student. Sure. For sure. And I think a lot, like we'd been having this podcast for like a year and a half before we even started on this book. And I was like, I can't learn it. 
I just can't learn it. I, I, I can't process these signs and symbols. It's too much. I'm never going to remember it. And he was always pushing me. And then once we started doing the book together and designing and editing, I had to absorb the knowledge and communicate about it so much. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this book changed the astrology game for me totally. So if you, number one, if you don't have the basics of astrology, you get a free copy, which is a $10 download usually. So for 20 bucks, basically you get a whole hour with Scott. Yes. And I think that's pretty impactful. So if you're interested in all it, furthering your education or even just getting that download and spending a little time with Scott, it would be, I think it'd be a fun, fun an easy afternoon to just get a little kickstart on your astrology education. Yes. So it's, it's $30 for the class, but the book is included in that. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. I love, love sharing the knowledge. I mean, I feel like overall, besides being an astrologer, I think most off you're a teacher, mm. at least for me personally, I think that's where mm-hmm. you really thrive is getting people excited to learn more about themselves and learn more about astrology and like using it for to like be introspective about your own life like yes you Mm -hmm. can learn about astrology as the subject but really it's a reflection of yourself just having more tools to pick apart the pieces of life and kind of get somewhere with it analyze things yes it's astrology's complicated no I said that wrong. Astrology is <laughs> complex, okay, okay. but it doesn't need to be complicated. And that's it's the whole point true. of the basics of astrology is well, to... Once you once you learn it, it's... I have always felt so overwhelmed by the concept of learning astrology. And now that I've learned it, I'm like, oh, actually, if I would have just learned the basics... Yes. Which I think it is... It's hard. I feel like most of the education out there is a little more intermediate. And it's so hard to like you can even get there it just always has felt very i've felt very turned off by it because i'm just like it's Mm. too much like i want it to be fun i want to be excited about learning but a lot of the time it feels overwhelming so yeah i think this will be a great intro course for anyone who wants to you know dip their toes in the water exactly that's what it's about if you're new to astrology or if you just want to have like a refresher course it's going to ground you into the basics, I'm going to go through the book page by page with you. And any questions you have, anything that doesn't make sense to you, I'm going to be there to articulate it further, make it make more sense. But my goal is that by the end of the class, you have a clear understanding of the meaning behind the elements, the signs, the symbols, the houses, the aspects, and you will have the book to go along with it to help carry you through on your own as you use it to decipher your astrological code and how the planets have shaped you from body to soul, how they continue to guide you to this day towards your North Node, your soul's purpose. And then... And that's at the weeklytransit.com if you want to sign up for that. Weeklytransit.com, you can book the class there. And I'll be posting about it on Instagram too. And then I think under classes, I should say under classes. (laughs) (laughs) Ingrid's always like two steps ahead of me. I'm like still thinking of something and Ingrid's moved on. I'm like, wait, where is it on the website? It's under classes. (laughs) So you click on classes and it's there. 
that's where you book uh and then the we, we can put a link we'll put a link to it in the show in the notes. show notes yeah oh god thank you that's so much easier It'll be, there'll be a link there'll be a link in the show notes yes absolutely <laughs> well done um, Ingrid. <laughs> yeah and then before we get into the week would you like to thank our sponsors yes let's thank Yay. our sponsors we want to thank Samantha, Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Janelle, Vincent, and Michelle, Clarissa, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Amber, Deborah, Haley, and Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We appreciate all of you. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to the show notes. There's a link called support. You can donate $1, $5 or $10 a month. If you want to support in other ways, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a thousand listens or a thousand subscribers. So they will monetize us. Even if you don't normally watch YouTube, it would still be really helpful for us to get monetized. You can write us a review. You can rate us five stars. You can go on Amazon and rate the basics of astrology book. Um, all share with helps. your friends. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff. Share on your social media. <laughs> um, yes. And then there was one more thing. Oh, before we get into it, the best way to follow along with the podcast is to actually grab the basics of astrology, the book we have. It is in the show notes. You can get a, a digital download or you can purchase it on Amazon for a softback copy. And then you go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, go to the forecast that gives you an overview of what's happening each day of the week, along with Scott's journal prompts, but also the visuals that we are going over in the book. So they're kind of paired together. We do, if you watch along with us, you probably don't need to go to all three. But if you're watching with the video, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube. If not, go to the the forecast so you can get the visuals to go along with what we're talking about here. Yes. Okay, I think we had enough announcements. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Tell us what's going on. Okay, let's begin. This is the week of June 19th through to the 25th this is monday june 19th we're looking at jupiter the god of thunder lord of justice the planet of luck and expansion in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull taurus forming a supportive sextile with saturn the god of wealth and time the planet of restriction responsibility hard work achievement and authority in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish, Pisces. This is a supportive aspect here. And then we also have Venus in Leo. Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, Leo. So Venus in Leo is all by itself here. The reason why... I'm bringing that up is because today on Monday, June 19th, Venus moves into its retrograde shadow. So as you may have heard a couple of weeks ago when we were talking on the podcast, Venus, when Venus first moved into Leo, that Venus will be in Leo for four months. Venus typically spends about three and a half, four weeks in a sign, but because of this impending retrograde transit, Venus will be spending an extended 
four times is that right four times yeah four times four times yeah four times the amount of time in leo so i want to bring this up it's it's really important if you're out there listening raise your hand if you were born between 1989 that's not you ingrid and 1994 <laughs> ingrid just raised my sister because raise your hand <laughs> i said raise your hand and ingrid's like okay i'm raising my hand i'm here <laughs> if you were born between 1989 and 1994 you could be on the precipice of experiencing some those that were born between 1989 and 1994 were born with Pluto uh, in Scorpio at the same degrees where Venus will be making its retrograde transit, which is between degrees 12 and 28. So the people that were born between 89 and 94 were born with Pluto somewhere between 12 and 28 degrees in Scorpio. Pluto's the planet of transformation, the god of death, lord of the underworld. Scorpio's fixed water, Venus, relationships in Leo, fixed fire. There could be some difficult transformations coming. So the key to navigating this transit, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, is opening your heart opening your heart in your close personal relationships, being bold in the expression of your love, being dramatic. This is a time to maybe even be dramatic. I really think of this as like an opportunity for you to sit down with your partner, lover, friend, business partner. So I'm telling you, Ingrid, if I'm dramatic in our relationship for some reason, whatever that reason may be between now and October Seventh or eighth, please don't be afraid. Or I don't know how to qualify that. It's just like there's going to be drama. <laughs> there's going to be drama that comes up. And well, the drama is just from the passion. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, exactly. Let's just roll with the drama. It's from the passion. It's from the passion. And, and we're clearing out, like, I just like imagine there, there being like gunk. It's just like sitting around the heart, mm. just like, like, like if you haven't cleaned something for a long time and it's yeah. just, and you need to get like, I had a client tell me that they were cleaning their couches with like a power, power scrubber or something like an electric power scrubber. And he's like, you could see the. You the could dirt. see the dirt, like you could, where the line was in the couch. From that's kind of what I feel like what's happening with our heart during this Venus in Leo retrograde that that is coming up here. The retrograde begins on July twenty second. It ends on September third, and it moves out of its retrograde shadow on October seventh. So during this period, play, allow yourself to play in relationship, be dramatic, be expressive, be bold. And when I say play, that's it. It's play. It's not real. So if I freak out and I start screaming and yelling, I still love you. And that's why I'm doing it, you know, is because I'm feeling a lot of passion. Like you said, 
And, and so this might be a good time to talk to your partner and lay it out. Say, look, we're moving into this period mm-hmm. where Venus is going to be in Leo for a long time, for four months, and there could be a lot of drama that comes up. Let's not burn down the house because we're being dramatic. Like let's, let's just allow the drama to happen and know that everything's okay. I like that. I think that, I think that that's important, especially in times of stress. It's like, Mm -hmm. are we going to make our stress worse by being like, Oh, everything's ruined because we're having a drama. It's like, you know, drama just happens. It doesn't have to mean more than we're both stressed out. We're both really passionate. We're both, you know, going through something and shit happens. I mean, it's good to be, you know, you don't want to be a bunch of red flags, but it's like, we're not always going to be perfect all the time. And shit does need to come out. Like when you're scraping that stuff off of your heart, it is Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. like, you're going to feel a lot. That's inevitable. Absolutely. And, and this is like, my fear is, is, there's going to be breakups happening during this, Mm -hmm. during this transit, Mm -hmm. especially for those born between 89 and 94. Uh, And so if you don't want to break up right now, like right now you're with somebody, a lover, a friend, a business partner, and you're saying like, I I really appreciate my relationship with this person. I can't imagine anything happening that, that would, you know, that we couldn't get through. Exactly. When that happens, remember this moment right now where you said that and don't overreact. You can be dramatic, but don't overreact and say Mm -hmm. like, it's over. I'm breaking up with you. And then once we get to November, you're like, Oh my God, I've missed my partner so much. And I really wish that I was still with them. And why did we do that? That was so mm-hmm. stupid. Like we should still be together yeah. on the flip side. It's also like getting together with somebody new during this period. You know, this is a playful period. It's not serious. So don't get too serious with somebody during this period. Be playful, have fun, enjoy yourself. But this is not the time to make any lifetime commitments to somebody new. Did we already talk about the other alignment? No. I was just waiting to see if you had something else to say right there. No. (laughs) Because the other alignment with Jupiter and Saturn, it's about bringing the dream into reality. It's about Jupiter expanding your values, what's important to you, your self-worth. This is what's important to me. This is what I'm worth. This is what I see for my future. And then Saturn in... Pisces doing the work required to trust your intuition that I'm making these choices based on what I value and my self-worth. And when you make those choices and they don't work out the way that you'd hope, the way that you'd hoped, show yourself compassion and show empathy to those that are also involved in the decision-making whatever the circumstance is, rather than blaming yourself, blaming other people, feeling shameful, feeling regretful, showing yourself compassion, being empathetic to others, and having faith, believing in what it is you want. What is your dream based on 
your self-worth. What is that dream? Have faith that it's going to come into fruition. This could be a very powerful time to manifest what it is you fantasize about into reality. Well, once you know your values and what you're worth, then it becomes easier to dream about the future. If you don't even know, it's like there's it can be a lot of confusion if you don't know your values. What are you? You can't plan for the future if you don't know what's important to you. What, mm-hmm. the, what are you planning? Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Exactly. You're just you're floating around. Yes. So the more you're grounded in reality, the more you're actually able to dream up something for your future. Yes. If you don't know your value, your self-worth, then how can you get what you want? Because you don't even know. Mm, That's true. So this is an alignment that we're going to be talking about for several days this week because Jupiter is really in alignment with Saturn in a very strong way from June 14th to the 24th. So such a powerful time for manifestation adding in on june 20th tuesday the moon the planet of emotions in the cardinal the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab and ruled by the moon cancer forming that positive trine with neptune the planet of illusion deception compassion and intuition and the planetary ruler of pisces in Pisces. So this very powerful aspect alignment between the moon in the sign that it rules and Neptune in the sign that it rules. So two planets in positions of power aligning with each other, that's going to help facilitate the manifestation. Ask yourself, like, where, what do I want to manifest for myself? What, where do my dreams come from? Is this something that I've dreamt about since I was a child, since I was a little kid? Is this something that was instilled to me by my parents or my family or my ancestors, my upbringing? Where does this come from? And it sounds like it would be a very healing day to be reflecting on where our values, where our dreams came from. Because sometimes when we reflect on them, we realize that maybe they are not our own. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we need to reevaluate our values and reevaluate our future dreams because maybe they were somebody else's, our, like you said, our parents, society, whatever. Yes. Yes. Reimagine. What would you like to reimagine in terms of how you view everything? You know, the Pisces is, is this expansive, expansive sign. I guess when you think about Jupiter aligning with Saturn and Pisces as well, that is also Jupiter's the, pl- the other planetary ruler of Pisces. So this is what brings that, that expansive view of what it is going on in your mind, the thoughts that you have, the dreams that you have, the fantasies that occur at night when you're sleeping in the day when you're driving and you're not paying attention and your mind is just going every which way, what's coming up for you? Is it from the past? Is it from now? That's what all this is encompassing, these alignments. 
so much resetting happening i feel like this week as we look at wednesday june 21st that's when the sun moves into cancer the sun the planet of light life and vitality and then we have this other alignment in addition to the to jupiter sextile saturn where mercury the messenger the gods guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins and ruled by mercury gemini mercury and gemini aligning with mars the god of war the planet of action aggression and conflict in leo which both Mercury and Mars are aligning with Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign ruled by Mars, Aries. So we have Mercury, which rules Gemini in Gemini. We have Jupiter aligning with Saturn in Pisces, which is ruled by Jupiter. We have Mars in align mars aligning with chiron and aries which is ruled by mars so one planet in a position of power because it's in the sign that it rules and two other planets in sort of what's the right word like ancillary or pseudo sort of positions of strength they're not in their ruling sign but they're connecting to planets in their ruling sign and they're connecting in a positive way so there's a lot happening in on wednesday uh where to begin we'll begin with cancer with the sun in cancer every year the sun is in cancer from around june 20th to the June 20th, June 21st until July 22nd. It depends on where you are, what time of the day, what year it is. So it varies between June 20th, June 21st, and it moves into Leo on June 22nd. This year, it's there. The sun is in Cancer from June 21st to July 22nd. This is bringing that light, life, and vitality to your roots your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors. It's bringing light, life, and vitality to your home life. This is time to pay attention to what your home life is like, what your relationship with your parents or the ones who nurture you, nurtured you. What is that like? What is your relationship with your past like? What can we learn from our past? I mean, I think just going back to the intro, just the family dynamic is so apparent in my everyday and only when I spend extra time with them am I reminded of the company that I keep and how those people that I keep in my life reflect my family relationships, my communication styles, patterns that I have either undone or I'm trying to undo, reminding myself to work on those or maybe even being proud that I don't relate to those things anymore or I react in different ways than I used to. Um, yes. It's so, so easy to get caught up in like blaming ourselves, but like you said, having compassion for how we've dealt with things. Cause these are just patterns that we've learned. So maybe just reflecting on just wherever we're at on our journey. Cause it doesn't happen overnight. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yes. And what can you do to nurture yourself? 
How can you be more kind to yourself? What can you do to take better care of yourself? Mm. That's what this cancer energy is about. It's about being more sensitive to yourself and to those around you. And then when you think of the Mercury, Mars, and Chiron alignments, I mean, this is... Well, curiosity, understanding what's happening in your mind. Mm-hmm. Having the courage to open your heart, to mm-hmm. ask the questions that mm-hmm. maybe you've been afraid to ask. Maybe it has to do with the past, bringing that cancer energy in. There's something that you've always wanted to know about your past, but you've been afraid to ask the people from your past or your parents. You've been afraid to bring up this subject, have this conversation. Just in like the little things around the doctors and stuff being like, why doesn't my dad just go to the doctor? You know, in the past, it's like, you know, maybe my sister would just be pissed off. Like, oh, well, now I have to take care of it. And I don't want to have to like play that role. And it's like, well, now I feel like we're both more on the same page where it's like, oh, well, maybe he's scared. (laughs) He's probably scared and he doesn't want to know. And he's too freaked out to be able to take any steps forward so like the more irritated we are with him as opposed to being compassionate the less like helpful that is so the more curious we are the more compassionate we are the more we are able to actually be useful and like kind of heal these things by you know offering to be like i can come with you to the doctor if you want do you need anything we'd like mm-hmm. you to go to the doctor because we're worried like it makes us worried not being mean about it, but like, we want you to be okay. So we're concerned. So another way to sort of reframe this for you, Ingrid, and is asking your dad, what is your resistance to going to the doctor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you think he would say? He would probably say something that's not very open-hearted and just be like, "Uh, everything's expensive. I don't have enough time. Uh, I never get any time to do nothing. Like, I just want, like, free time. So he he doesn't see it as, like, a, I don't know. I feel like it's always a bit of, like, a victim thing where it's like, oh, I'm always so irritated that, like, I don't need one more thing to irritate me. I'd rather just die than have to, like, you know, have someone know my social security number and fill out paperwork and like just too many chores. I feel like that's what he would say. I would ask him more about yeah. him feeling like he doesn't have enough time. Can you tell me like, when did you start feeling like time was short? I am very curious about these questions as well. It's very hard to have an introspective conversation with my dad because always uh, the family joke is that did he like, oh, did he start talking about a sandwich? Because I swear to God, no matter anytime you try to go deep and be like, hey, like what's happening? He'll just be like, oh, yeah, yesterday I made this sandwich. And you're like, what is happening here? Like he's so it's it's really hard to pick the right moment or ask the right questions, but like mm-hmm. maybe creating the space to try and have one of these conversations where maybe he could open up. It's a, it's just always been very strange. 
-hmm. He's very avoidant when it comes to anything that goes below the surface. Unless sometimes like if you get him really mad, sometimes he'll like open up and I'm like, oh, well, now that you're so fucking pissed, you can't even hide anything. It's all coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, But it would be nice to not have to have it in those moments where it could just be a very inquisitive conversation to like get to know more about what's happening inside. Well, with that Mars and Leo, Hmm. it might have to be loud. Hmm. You know, there might need to be some screaming and yelling or something, you know, some roaring that's happening. Like kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's like, dad, I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned. Okay. So I need you to explain to me what is it. What's the issue here? Yes. Like what's the block? Because I want to help you get past this block Mm -hmm. because I can't drag you to the doctor. It needs to be something that you need to want to do, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to do it. And it concerns me. It always sounds so much more natural coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, because he's not my dad. He's not my dad, you know? <laughs> and that's the funny thing. It's like, it's like I, it's the same like with like my cosmic Catholic clients, you know, I tell them certain things and it always sounds so easy when I'm saying it. Of course, like we're in this situation where we're one-on-one mm-hmm. and you're sharing a, a circumstance with you and I'm able to be like, you know, this armchair quarterback. I'm not in the game. I'm not even even on the sidelines, you know, like I'm watching the game tape with you and and, and helping you break things down. And hopefully when you're in the game Mm -hmm. and things are tense, you will remember a few things that we talked about and that will help guide you through the moment to have a new outcome. I love that. And if any, I know you mentioned um, the cosmic pathway clients, but if anybody doesn't know, I mean, basically what Scott does with me here on the podcast kind of is a weekly coaching session. So the cosmic pathway is meeting with Scott every single week, talking about all your shit, getting all of his feedback and guidance to move you forward on your path and using astrology as a tool to get you there. Yes. And I think that's what you're the best at. Mm, it's what I love doing. The getting I deep. love, yes, yes. But if if you don't want to get deep too, I've also been doing this cosmic reset, which is much shorter. It's 30 minutes and it's uh, five weeks. Boom. Once a week for five weeks, 30 minutes. That's it's a just... lot can happen in five weeks. <laughs> yes. I mean, even just one reading is pretty insane. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think any any one of those options, if you just want to get started on something, there's, you know, single readings. What is it? 30 minutes, hour, hour and a half. Yep, exactly. And then you can do a five week reset or mm-hmm. you can do the cosmic pathway where you hang out with Scott all the time. Yeah. And so if you're interested in the cosmic pathway or the cosmic reset, you can email me. And uh, yeah. So shall we move on to yeah. Thursday? june 22nd again saturn and jupiter here again mars and chiron also still here but the moon is the added ingredient the moon is now transiting through leo his forms a conjunction moves to the same degree as mars 19 degrees 
and together they form each form a trine with Chiron in Aries. So this, if you weren't getting it yesterday on, on Wednesday, today you might be getting it. This is where that emotional stimulation occurs that wakes up whatever you may have been hiding from, wherever your insecurities are. So you put it all together. It's your values. It's your self-worth. It's the thoughts that are going on in your mind. Are they guilt, shame, regret, and blame? Or are they compassion, love, and forgiveness? You put that together. You, you have the foundation, your values, your self-worth. You have passion for yourself and from there you can face your insecurities and Mars and the moon in Leo are helping to open your heart so that you can express yourself boldly and be seen be heard be recognized be appreciated and revered so moving on to Friday, June 23rd, the sun continues through Cancer and forms that sextile with the North Node, as we talked about earlier, in Taurus, with Jupiter in Taurus forming the sextile to Saturn. So they're both still at seven degrees, Saturn and Jupiter. So if you have any key astrological points or planets at seven degrees in water signs, earth signs, fixed signs, or mutable signs, you're getting a very powerful hit with Saturn and Jupiter that is helping you manifest what it is you want in your material reality. Now, the North Node also transiting through Taurus aligns with the sun in cancer this is again reflecting on your past where do your values stem from where does your self-worth stem from if you think you're not good at this or not good at that is it because somebody told you that in the past and maybe that's like what you just sort of adapted yeah i've never been good at this i've never been a good singer because this one time this happened and you just adopted that as a fact. But also if you get the knowledge that you aren't good at something, that's some valuable insight. If that's an objective truth for yourself where you would like to be better at that skill, it's pretty crazy because there's classes for everything in the world. And mm. if you don't feel confident and comfortable in the things that you want to have that you would value in yourself, you can actually improve upon those things. So it's like you take stock of yourself and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to be a better dancer. I want to be a better salesperson. I want to be better at social media. Well, mm. you can actually go acquire those skills. So then you can be more confident and you can value yourself more. And I think that's a game changer when we don't recognize maybe why we don't value ourselves. It's like if we felt more valuable, we could, we would feel better. It's like, well, how do we feel more valuable? working on the things that we that we covet in other people yes we can have those same things for ourselves yes so where does that come from where does your sense of value come from i mean i guess also like you said self-worth it's like am i worthy of investing in myself yes 
this is all about reflection, this cancer energy, reflection. Like in the alignment with the North Node is taking stock of your self-worth and what you value. And if you look at that and you feel like, I actually feel like I deserve more. I actually think that I'm better than how I've been thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. Well, where does that come from? You know, how can you go back into the past and be there for your younger self in those moments where somebody planted the seeds of doubt in your mind, in your heart, in your gut? I mean, I think maybe, I mean, the first thing that just comes to my mind that I always would like to be working on that I'm not really working on is becoming a better dancer. I always watch all yes, the other girls bring at that work. Up a lot. Yeah. yeah, I watch all the other girls, like a lot of the other girls at work. I'm like, wow, like I'll be like, oh my God, this girl only started three months ago, but she's obviously been working really hard. And I'm like, I never really work on my craft in that way. And so then I get like, oh, well, I'm not as good as I thought. Or like, you know, I just have these things where I'm like, oh, I wish I had like a bigger repertoire of stuff. I mean, most girls are doing the same routine every single time to be truthful. It's not like ever, they're like, re- they're like, yeah, I do the same routine every time I get on stage. Like, why would I do anything different? The guys don't fucking notice. Mm-hmm. but I think it's just something yeah, that brings not. me they don't <laughs> but not like brings, oh wow she's such a great dancer she already, That's why she already did that move <laughs> how boring yeah you know? yeah but you know then I there was this girl on some one of the girls friends had come in and we were like watching the girl on stage we were just talking and I was like oh my gosh this girl's such a good dancer like she's I mean she is incredible like she's the best dancer there she has been in like pole competitions she's incredible and she's russian like all the like not you don't usually see them at the club but like if you're on instagram like all the amazing pole dancers the russian girls are just insane really Hmm. yeah um this is like very acrobatic and like i they just have a way they're so graceful and like Hmm. they're also like very classy it's there's a whole art to it so she was on stage and i was like oh my god she's like one of like one of my favorite dancers i love watching her and they're like, oh, like, can you do like pole tricks or whatever? And I was like, I mean, I know a couple, you know, I went on stage. They were so sweet and so supportive. And like, they, they all the girls like tipped me, which was really fun. And then mm. I got off stage and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know any pole tricks. Like, you're, like, you're amazing. And I'm just like, I like forget. And then at the end of the night, some of the newer girls were trying to practice after we closed and I was trying to help them with stuff. And I was like, like, well, didn't you know like pole stuff when you got here and i was like i don't feel like i know that much but they're like oh i can't do any how do you get to do any of those things i'm like oh i didn't know anything when i started i didn't know any pole stuff and now i'm like you know maybe somewhere in between but i forget that i knew nothing before and then you know other girls are asking me for help and like you know people are looking at me in a certain light so it's like actually being self-reflective it's like okay well did you look at where you came from have you worked on that thing at all are you better than you used to be you can't be working on everything all the time at 100 percent, and just being aware of the progress you've made and appreciate yourself and not get too down on yourself when things aren't going as fast or as well as you want them to so i think astrologically speaking we know why you're this way because you're a virgo sun and so obviously you're you don't think that you're that good of a dancer and you can't really do any pole tricks but then someone else sees you're like oh my god that was so amazing what do you mean you don't do anything and but i think for you with this cancer energy is like 
looking at the past, like where does this critical, I'm not good enough or I'm not, I can never be as good as I want to be or those sort of things. Like where does that stem from for you? And how can you, you know, be kinder to your past self when somebody put you down as a child or a teen or whenever it was, and it was reinforced multiple times after that first time. Now it's time for you to like go back and flip the script for your younger self. So I also want to say too that the cancer energy for those that were born with key astrological points or planets in Aries or Libra, this could be a challenging period for you. So really take it easy on yourself during this period of the sun in cancer, Aries and Libra people. And that's not just for the people with the Aries sun or Libra sun. It's all the key points and planets. This is why I encourage you to really understand where the what planets are in what sign in your chart what degree are they at where is the sun transiting when it's when is it going to hit those planets in aries or libra that is when there could be some challenges for you of course if you don't know and you're curious and you want to know you can contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com saturday june 24th we're looking at the moon has transited into the mutable earth sign of Virgo, symbolized by the Virgin, forming that supportive trine with Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in Taurus. So, Ingrid, for you, maybe this is like that wake-up call of you know, taking that critical, like where am I most critical of myself? And where does that stem from within my values? Where I don't think that I'm good enough. This is the standard that I set for good. And I'm always below that. But also I was thinking, like, if if it was so valuable to me to be better at that, then I also have to set aside the time and put in the effort to do all those things. So maybe being more realistic of what my values are if i value that i'm gonna have to carve out some time out of my day for practicing all the time mm-hmm. and like strength training like i have to do yeah. that otherwise i obviously don't value it that much because yeah. i'm not doing anything about it so it's like having realistic expectations of the time and energy we're willing to put into something mm-hmm. because that exactly. shows how much we value it we can yes. i mean that's also like uh, the guy that i'm dating he's not as like flowery with his words like He's very good at communicating like about things like logically, but emotionally it's not quite the same. And he's always like, what does it matter? Like words to me aren't as important because people say stuff all the time and it doesn't mean anything. He's like, I feel like I show you how much I care about you by doing things like Mm. by cleaning or organizing or getting you food or like helping you with work stuff. Like I give you my time and energy to help you like that's how i can show you because mm-hmm. vice versa just means i i don't you know i don't know if that's from his past or whatever but it's like i mean words are nice and they can make you feel good but words can be very empty or in this case it's like my thoughts could be very empty where i'm like oh i value this okay well you're not doing any of the actions so he could say oh, i love you so much and you're the 
you know, you mean the world to me and all this whatever shit, but like, okay, but then he's not coming and cleaning my kitchen when I'm not here or, you know, helping me with my car stuff or, Mm -hmm. you know, helping me with the job. It's like, which is more important, which makes more logical sense is to Mm -hmm. actually be putting in the effort for myself to be better at the dancing. That would actually show myself that I value it instead of obsessing on my, some like critical thoughts that I have which is more likely what's happening. Like that obviously I don't value it very much if I'm not doing the action. Exactly. So like when you think about the Venus or uh, the moon in Virgo aligning with Uranus and Taurus, it's like it's shaped Uranus and Taurus is shaking up your values Mm -hmm. and the moon in Virgo is eliminating maybe some things that you think you value, but you're like, Mm -hmm. I really don't. So I I must not. Let me just be real (laughs) about that and just say that, what I value, I value different things. That's where I'm spending my energy. Mm-hmm. I, I have my schedule and my schedule is what it is because that is what I value each and every day. So today could be a day of looking at your schedule, looking at how, where you are working, where are you putting in the work and the effort that is reflecting your values. It is, or it's not, I mean, or it's not. And to be aware of that specifically. And also you, it was like a moon in Virgo. So maybe being more critical of my emotions by taking stock of them and seeing, do they even really make sense? Mm. Is that even a appropriate reaction to the situation that's happening? Cause you've created a story in your mind. That's not even actually what you value and you're getting hard on yourself about something that you don't even work on. So why are you focusing your energy on that? Yes. Yes, make it make good. sense. Yes. <laughs> I mean, our emotions, like, they do just happen to us unless we wrangle them and bring logic to them and analyze them. Otherwise, we're just letting our past rule our present. So I think being critical of the emotions we're having is important. Sometimes we mm. just need to work through things, and other times we're just being ridiculous. Mm. So, yeah, really taking a detailed look at where you're spending your emotional energy. Are we on Saturday? No. Oh, We're on Sunday, oh, okay. June 25th. Truth. Yeah, <laughs> June 25th. Sunday. Sunday. Uranus again in Taurus, now squaring off with Mars in Leo. And then Uh-oh. Mercury in Gemini, squaring off with Neptune in Pisces. So a couple days ago when we go back to what was that that was on tuesday june 20th when the moon in a position of power in the sign that it rules cancer aligning with neptune in the sign that it rules pisces now we have mercury in the sign that it rules gemini aligning with neptune and pisces so two planets in the signs that they rule but they're squaring off with each other this is creating maybe some confusion confusion with your intuition is not being backed up by the facts or there's too much talking going on and it's not really being compassionate enough with what you're saying uh too many words maybe needs to be more silent and feeling finding the balance between those two 
It's kind of awkward energy, Mercury squaring Neptune and the signs that they rule. Well, what if it's like the the curiosity you're having with your conscious mind into your unconscious is very, it can just be very uncomfortable. Whatever you are unearthing there is not pretty. Yeah, you're at, you're, you're at war with yourself inside your mind or you're beating yourself up in some way. Oh, yeah. Are yeah, you, totally. Is, is it an internal confusion? Is it an external confusion? I think the best way to work through this energy is to take things a little slower today, pause, and give yourself a chance to take time to articulate your thoughts ask questions when you're not clear and when you're asking the question do it compassionately rather than aggressively but the challenge is is with mars squaring uranus the god of war and the planet of rebellion it's creating a lot of agitation there may be strain or tension between what's in your heart yeah and your values <sighs> your sense of independence and feeling connected to others through the by sharing your warmth it's always it hard when those things don't quite match up mm -hmm. or when or especially when you first real when you're realizing that they're not matching up and you're gonna have to make a change so maybe this is like a preemptive discomfort of realizing that things aren't quite working in the way that you actually value so you're going to have to take some action to change it. And that's scary. There might be some, there might be, this might be like a temper tantrum day. Mm -hmm. You're not getting what you want. And so you throw a fit about it. And then after you've thrown the fit, you realize that you're actually are getting what you want, but you just didn't understand it, but you were confused about something. And so you freaked out about something that you thought you knew, but you didn't know. And so you overreacted. You get this I mean, I mean, just the other day, I swear, this guy that I'm seeing was like, you're kind of having like a temper tantrum. Like I wasn't throwing like a fit fit, you know, we were just talking about something, but I was like, I had had a long week with my mom and then I came back to LA and like, I always want affection. That makes me feel like nurtured, but he was having a long week. So he doesn't feel affectionate because he's overwhelmed. And I was like, Earlier in the day, I didn't say anything because he was like super overwhelmed. And like at the end of the night, I was just like, just, I could just start to feel it where I was like, that would feel really nice for me because then I could not think about all my other shit that I've been stressing about. That would just feel very comforting. But I already knew he was like not having it that day. I could just tell. And he was like, what's wrong? And of course, I'm like, nothing. It's fine. Like, I was just like, it's not the day to bring it up. Like, he already doesn't feel good. What am I going to really say? We've already talked about this. It's a mismatch in this moment. We're both feeling yeah. depleted. Yeah. And he was like, you know, don't, it's fine. Just tell me what the thing is. I already know something's wrong. So I'm just like trying to be logical, even though I was feeling really emotional. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I know you already don't feel good. So you're not feeling affectionate, but I want affection because I'm really tired and that's what I want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of like talked it through and he was like, well, it's just kind of like you're having you know, an internal temper tantrum because you're not getting what you want and I can't give it to you right now. And it was just a really 
it like taking stock of it was really like i'm not getting what i want in this moment and that is upsetting like i always mm -hmm. want what i want and i want it right now mm -hmm. but like acknowledging those thoughts and emotions in a more logical sense mm. to be able to in the end be like okay well we're both having bad days i'm also probably just really tired like just analyzing why the feelings are coming up why they're feeling so overwhelming in this moment you know what is happening with each of us so we can be more compassionate yes and being like oh you know the next day it's like okay well maybe affection is better early in the morning time because my day isn't ruined yet with work. So <laughs> figuring out how to work together and also just not take things personally when they're not about us, just, I don't know, the idea of analyzing the discomfort can make it more palatable and understand what's, what's going on. I like that. Without it becoming like a fight. <laughs> Starting the conversation, having the conversation, how are you feeling? And then in the end, he's like, well, this would have been an issue if you would have brought it up during the time that I was having a meltdown earlier. But like, I'm telling you, I have the bandwidth to talk about it. Maybe I don't have the bandwidth for affection, but like, you can't just sit over there not feeling good. I'd rather just talk about it so you can feel exactly. better and I can feel yes. better. And now we're both on the same page. Like you're not having a fit. Like we can like move through your emotional tantrum together. Yes. So you can feel lighter. Yes. And then we can go to bed feeling okay yes ah so good so good ingrid he teaches me a lot about i'm very emotional and mm -hmm. he is much more logical so mm -hmm. and i'm open to the logic but it's me always ends up wrestling with my emotions because i feel like the emotions happen to me mm -hmm. and i have to be like okay don't be a ridiculous crazy person like you can't let the emotions rule everything about you because that makes your life suck but you also can't like squish can't them suppress them either yeah so being able to express them to him without like i don't know it's just this interesting balance i feel like i'm learning a lot about how much my emotions affect me especially when i don't deal with them because i'm always like i feel like they're just they're always overwhelming to me i've always been like that i'm just very emotional so i'm just like oh, it's just not the right time it's just too much no you and have his, to be authentic you have but to then be his authentic. reaction is always like well that's not just well let's just do it now why are you gonna wait till you feel then you're gonna be crying while we're eating hamburgers like last time and i'm just like mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on why are you crying and then nothing even happened like you know obviously maybe not when i'm having a, the worst moment ever but like yeah later in the day obviously you're thinking about something just share it with me it's not the longer you wait the worse it's gonna get yeah exactly yeah. deal with it now especially your aries north node deal with it now be authentic mm -hmm. be direct but this energy of sunday is just opening your heart asking questions opening your heart can be really hard sometimes i feel like i'm very open-hearted but sometimes there can still be a lot of fear with like sharing and maybe totally. being like rejected in some way and that's i feel like that's a lot of what's happening today on the sunday is Things are being shaken up in a way that is uncomfortable to your heart, but it's what is forcing you to open your heart. So when you're expressing it, it may be dramatic. It may not come out the way that you want or you hope or you intend or you're not even thinking about it and it just happens. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. But it's what needs to happen in order for the energy to move. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. You're welcome. For all Ingrid. of your insights. Yes, of course. And I will see you next week. And if you yes. haven't signed up for one of the classes. Yes. The basics the of astrology this Saturday, the 24th of June at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Go to the weekly trans. Yeah. The, the link is in the show notes. Yeah. Go the hang basics out with of Scott. Astrology. Hang out with me. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be a good weekend. Yes. Awesome, Ingrid. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit, 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 transit.